Chapters three, four, three, five of Tristram Shandy, Volume One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Life and Opinions of Tristram Shandy, Gentleman, Volume One by Lawrence Stern. Chapters three, four to three, five. Chapter three, four. If I was not morally sure that a reader must be out of all patience for my uncle Toby's character, I here previously have convinced him that there is no instrument so fit to draw such a thing with as that which I have pitched upon. A man and his hobby horse, though I cannot say that they act and react exactly after the same manner in which his soul and body do upon each other, yet doubtless there is a communication between them of some kind, and my opinion rather is that there is something in it more of the manner of electrified bodies and that by means of the heated parts of rider which come immediately into contact with the back of a hobby horse by long journeys and much friction it so happens that the body of the rider is at length filled as full of hobby horsical manner as it can hold so that if you are able to give out by a clear description of the nature of the one you may form a pretty exact notion of the genius and character of the other now the hobby horse which my uncle toby always rode upon was in my opinion a hobby horse well worth giving a description of if it was only upon the score of his great singularity, for you might have travelled from York to Dover, from Dover Penzance in Cornwall, from Penzance to York back again, and not have seen such another upon the road. Or if you had seen such a one, by the haste you had been in, you must infallibly have stopped to have taken view of him. Instead, the gait and figure of him were so strange and certainly unlike was he, from his head to his tail, to any one of the whole species, that it was now and then made a matter of dispute whether he was really a hobby horse or no. But as a philosopher would use no other argument to sceptic, who disputed with him against the reality of motion, save that of rising up upon his legs and walking across the room, so would my uncle Toby use no other argument to prove his hobby horse was a hobby horse indeed, but by getting upon his back and riding him about, leaving the world after that to determine the point as it thought fit. In good truth, my uncle Toby mounted him with so much pleasure, and he carried my uncle Toby so well that he troubled his head very little with what the world either said or thought about it. It is now high time, however, that I give you a description of him. But to go on regularly, I only beg you will give me leave to acquaint you first how my uncle Toby came by him. Chapter 35 The wound in my uncle Toby's groin, which he received at the siege of Namu, rendering him unfit for service, it was thought expedient he should return to England, in order, if possible, to be set to right. He was four years old that he confined, part of it to his bed, and all of it to his room, and in the course of his career, which was all that time in hand, suffered unspeakable miseries, owing to a succession of exfoliations from the pubis and the outward edge of that part of the cock sandix, called the osilium, both which bones were dismally crushed, as much by the irregularity of the stone which i tell you was broke off the parapet as by its size though it was pretty large which inclined the surgeon all along to think the great injury which it had done my uncle toby's groin was more owing to the gravity of the stone itself than the projectile force of it which he would often tell him was a great happiness my father at the time was just beginning business in london and had taken the house 
and as a truest friendship and cordiality subsisted between the two brothers, and that my father told my uncle Toby could nowhere be so well nursed and taken care of as in his own house, he assigned him the very best apartments in it, and what was a much more sincere mark of his affection still, he would never suffer a friend or an acquaintance to step into a house on any occasion, but he would take him by hand and lead him upstairs to see his brother Toby and chat an hour by his bedside. The history of a soldier's wound because the pain of it. My uncle's virtues, at least thought so, and if their daily calls upon him from the courtesy arising out of that belief, they would frequently turn the discourse to that subject, and from that subject the discourse would generally roll onto the seat itself. These conversations were infinitely kind, and my uncle Toby received great relief from them, and would have received much more, but that they brought him into some unforeseen perplexities which for three months together retarded his cure greatly and if he had not hit upon expedient to extricate himself out of them i verily believe they would have laid him in his grave what these perplexities of my uncle toby were tis impossible for you to guess if you could i should blush not as a relation nor as a man nor even as a woman but i should blush as an author inasmuch as i set no small store by myself upon this very account that my reader has never yet been able to guess at anything. And in this, sir, I am of so nice and singular a humour, that if I thought you was able for the least judgment of probable conjectures yourself, of what was to come in the next page, I would tear it out of my book. End of chapter 24-25